Hey Sultry fam, so welcome back for our weekly Sultry Hangout. I'm really excited for today's chat because we're going to be talking about food equity and sustainability and we're going to have a very special guest speaker, Ivy Walls, who Ivy, um, me and her used to work for the CDC together during the same time and during the same time as Jasmine Utterback as our guest speaker from last week's live. So it's kind of been, you know, public health folks. So it's been really exciting um, to have everyone on to join um, and then as people are coming in uh, we always like to kind of just check in on with how everyone's doing this week so um, feel free to comment and share um, like how your week has been going <laughs> like I know for me my week has been a long week with this last few weeks and next week will be long because it's like midterms for grad grad school so that's a lot um, but yeah, so we just kind of wanted to check in with everyone. All right, okay, I see that Ivy is here. I'll go ahead and add her in. Hello, hello. How are you? Let me see. Let me make sure my lighting is okay. I'm sit. I feel like I'm sitting in the dark. Move this yeah, light. I see the light is like on this side of you. Maybe if you turn towards that way. Okay. So I have a big lamp. Um. And then I'm putting the title in. Let's see, like overhead. Let me go add it over on the side. Hey Janelle, I see Janelle has joined the live. Hey, hey, hey. Um, yeah, so, oh yeah, the, well, I, when you come closer to the camera, the light is better if that's possible. Like, yeah. That's good. Okay. Yeah. But hey, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. It's like I'm in my MPH program, so like it's midterms right now. So it's just been a lot, like before the live, I just like submitted a different essay that I had to do than like. Friday, I had a different essay, so it's just a lot, but yeah, I'm excited to have you on today, like for our hangouts, like it's hangout, like we say, it's like, like a casual conversation just to talk about the different topics that we, you know, bring up as Sultry Sisters, and I see that you're sipping on something, so like I have my infused water today, so I have some basil and lemon. Um, so like when I'm done with my lemon, like when I chop it up for other stuff, I just put like the extra in like water and that's kind of a way to infuse it. So like, what are you sipping on today? Um, this is actually a cappuccino with some instant coffee. For <laughs> 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 my nice. too. So, yeah. Just like you're saying, right now, um, I'm doing a lot of growing right now. This is like an extreme <laughs> So I'm going everywhere. I'm seeing a lot of people. I'm speaking to everyone. So stay mm -hmm. up. I'm answering emails constantly, um, expanding my e-commerce, all of those things right now. So this is like coffee. I'm running on coffee. <laughs> yes, that's so exciting. And I see some other people have joined us. Hey, hey, hey. 
if you guys um, just join, feel free to put in the chat um, maybe where you're tuning in from. And if you're sipping on anything, I'm sipping on some infused water. Um, Alyssa and I usually like to kind of just check in uh, for the first few minutes. Um, but yeah, for those of you who don't know, Ivy and me know each other from our work, our previous work. Uh, we both worked for the CDC. And so I haven't like in person seen her in a long time. And so it's nice to virtually connect. And Alyssa and I were so excited to have you as a guest speaker. Um, we just felt like everything that you're doing is like so in alignment to like what we share and like the different people we like to bring in for our community. So we're just so excited to have you here today definitely i'm excited to be here and i'm like watching you grow has been amazing as well because it's like yeah keep giving that great content <laughs> like, yes. on my story all the time mm -hmm. so, I, I, I love it oh, thank you and yeah we had jasmine on last week jasmine utterback she was in our cohort too so it's like really awesome to have like public health folks um to know that like we've kind of had similar you know like work training and background and then like all three of us have gone on to do entrepreneurship um and i know that you were already an entrepreneur <laughs> while we were working but it's like so exciting to see you grow like you said um but yeah, so another thing we wanted to share before we like get into a lot of the talk is like for today, if you guys who are joining, if you have like, if you guys want to chat and like put your comments, feel free to put that in the comment box on the bottom because we love these conversations to be interactive. Um, and then if you have any questions um, for Ivy or for me, um, then you could put it in the question box on the bottom and then we can get to those towards the end of her time with us. But um, I just want to share that so you guys know where to kind of put your comments and everything. And again, you can leave a comment in below to say like where you're tuning in from. So I'm right now in the DC area because um, I'm here for my grad school for my master's in public health. Um, and but I'm from San Diego. So that's where Soul Tree Sisters is mainly based. Um, but I'm here in DC. And then Ivy, do you want to share where you're tuning in from? Yes, I am live from Sunnyside, Houston, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then fun fact Alyssa and I our dad's side of the family is from Houston too so that's really awesome like I feel like that's also a connection that we have is to Texas to Houston um, and although we don't go often it's just like you know a part of our heart and everything so yeah thank you all for tuning in one thing that we did want to ask you guys all is that like today's theme is food equity and sustainability so if you guys like have anything that comes to mind when you think of sustainability feel free to put it in the chat um i don't know if i asked you already but like how's your week going it's been busy this has been one of the busiest um second busiest so the first week of like entrepreneurship mm -hmm. was crazy i was on the news three times i won the, the grant and so that's like crazy but this week has been full of like events so the mm -hmm. pumpkin patch we went three days strong um and i was on essence magazine so i was doing all of that the essence she got now and getting ready for next week's events so i think i'll share that at the end i think that was one of the last questions of what's coming up but it's been a week of preparation and growth and mm -hmm. Um, that stretching that we feel when we have our business. It's like sometimes you have those slow moments, but right now, like I'm stretching in many different ways to fill in those corners and gaps. Yes, yeah, I love that you said that, the stretching, because like you say, growing and stretching, and 
I feel like that's so important to have conversations like that because I feel like sometimes when you see like entrepreneurship online, which is like something we'll get to in your interview, but I feel like a lot of times entrepreneurship, you see like the final product or like the pretty product of it all. But like there is those like growth times that like is not so pretty or like Instagrammable and like some of that that stretching you can be, you know, stressful or it can be new and challenging, especially for like black women entrepreneurs. Like there's so many different struggles that we might experience. Um, so yeah, I'm like really excited to get into our talks. I feel like this is a great transition um, for us. And so um, for those of you tuning in from our social community who may not be familiar with Ivy, I'll go ahead and share a little bit about her. Um, and so Ivy um, Lorraine Walls is a budding farmer, community entrepreneur, and creative visionary located in Houston, Texas. Like she mentioned, her passion for creating change and a sense of community and the people around her led to creating social networks such as Undisputed Excellence, Jeeping Wild Black, and now Ivy Lee Farms. And so she's a serial entrepreneur and she also is passionate about health, wellness, and food. So we're really excited to have her um, be a part of our Soul Tree Hangout. Um, and these last few weeks have been hanging out with some of my close friends, um, Ivy included. So I'm really excited to have you here today. So welcome, welcome. Definitely. Hello. Welcome. I'm glad to be here. Yes, and so I know I did like a little mini intro for you, um, but if you want to kind of introduce yourself, I introduce Ivy Lee Farms, um, and then kind of share more about some of the work that you're doing. Definitely. So hey everyone, my name is Ivy Walls. I'm 26 year old community entrepreneur I'm located in Houston, Texas. Uh, about six months ago, I started Ivy Lee Farms full time. Um, which is a farm dedicated to one neighborhood beautification and to creating sustainable food sources for my food desert community. Um, so overall, um, when I say community entrepreneur, I create communities for people of color to not only see themselves, but to believe in themselves and to do better inside. Um, so it's creating not only um, like, you know, a group of people, but it's creating a network. So that's like why I really like calling myself a community entrepreneur. Yes, I love that. Like when I read on your website, your bio, and it said community entrepreneur, I was like, oh, I love that. Because yeah, I feel like a lot of times there's different adjectives in front of entrepreneur, but I haven't really seen community. And I think that's so important, not only for the work that you do, but that resonates with us as Soul Tree because we call like what we build our Soul Tree community and community is so important to us as well and like why we created our business. So I feel like that's in alignment with both what you're doing with Ivy Lee Farms and even the other things that you're a part of too and then now with Soul Tree. Um, and so with community um, being like something that's really important to you, we also wanted to ask um, like sustainability, like what does that mean to you? Sustainability is something that um, like I've heard since I was a child, like my mom's like sustainable choices, sustainable. Um, when you think about anything, it's like, what am I doing? What am I doing right now? And how is it going to look tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, in the future? Um, so sustainability is honestly like, what is this? What is what's next for this choice or with this action? And um, how, how are you going to maintain it? And you have to think about all of these things while you're making that choice. So just a constant cycle of like here, future, past and present. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I love that because I feel like a lot of what you're saying is like those intentional choices. And that's a lot of what we talk about in our Soul Tree community. Um, and yeah, I feel like with uh, sustainability, I see that through your platform with Ivy Leaf, not only because you're a farm, but just what you're doing, what you said, like kind of using what you have in your skills. Um, and I just, I feel like all of that comes together because with Soul Tree for September was our Soul Sustainability Month. So we had a bunch of different events talking about um, like veganism and the importance of like plant-based eating, which Alyssa and I are now finishing up a challenge about veganism. And then we did some events on like um, not only eating sustainably, but like shopping sustainably. So like sustainable fashion. And then we also talked about food sovereignty. And so um, during our food sovereignty um, event, um, Janelle, who I think is in uh, the live with us, Color Eats. Hey, Janelle. Um, we were talking about the food sovereignty pyramid and how, you know, on the bottom is like, okay, if you shop at your like local grocery store, like mom and pop grocery store, um, and then there's like farmer's markets and then there's farm stands. Um, and at the top is like you having your own home garden. Um, but I feel like you put like the cherry on top. You're like, you have your own farm. So it's a black woman owned farm, black family owned farm that like you're not only providing for your own family, but then you're giving it back to the community. So I think that's so awesome. And like I said, it's just in alignment with what we've been already talking about. So we were really excited like in October to just expand on all of these conversations um, because I know we only have like an hour today and I'm sure people are going to have so many questions and we'll have a lot of questions, but it's definitely a conversation worth having. Um, but like for, um, sustainability, you've mentioned like kind of you grew, grown up like with your mom, like, you know, teaching you sustainability practices. Um, so how has now having your own business as Ivy Leaf Farms kind of played a role in your sustainability and like um, as like a broader wellness ecosystem? Definitely. So um, like overall, like growing up, so we, um, my parents purchased a five acres in 1999. And when like we got it, like Texas is like swampland, they call us the Bayou City. So there's nothing but trees and like low level earth and different things like that. So um, I think watching them progressively create this beautiful um, place, it took them 20 years to get it to where I was able just to walk on and say like, hey, I'm putting this here. I want to do this here. And we already had all of the resources. So um, I think just watching that growth pattern and like seeing pictures like from us as little kids and like it was just dirt and there wasn't grass and like, there wasn't shade from the trees yet. And like my dad and his friends are building this barn and seeing that like their choices that they made at that time and the things that they were doing created like this beautiful, this beautiful, beautiful place where people can come in and experience and see what it's like to one, see a farm because we are in Texas, but not everybody has a horse. Not everybody has land. Not everybody has those things, but to see a farm and then see it owned by black people and like they're flourishing. And it's not only about like our family, but it's about our community in our neighborhood. And so um, I come from a family of, of servants. Like my mom worked for the Urban League for years. My dad is like a, um, like a community man, track coach. Like he like loves the kids like through NASA and has all these STEM programs. And so all of these things that they taught me growing up, like 
um, public speaking skills and like all of like how to, how to have an arts and crafts club. Like, so I always have like all of these things have built up to where at this moment, like of beyond like, um, you know, like media training and learning Instagram and things like that. I already had all the tools put into my belt. And I think inside of my community is like, okay, now I'm at, I'm at that swampy grass like place where like you know it, it's may it may not be like the beautiful scene and beautiful thing that it's going to be but i'm creating a sustainable foundation for the future of sunnyside and for the future of like food in sunnyside um overall um you were talking about like you know food sovereignty i kind of mm -hmm. like and think about what my mission more on like maslow's hierarchy of needs where it's like food water shelter and getting my community members to self-actualization which is all the way at the top. So um, yeah, definitely. So it's like, if I can feed you and I can like, you know, you're good. And then um, that's like the basics. If you don't have your food and water and your shelter, you literally can't move forward. And so then you move on to like, you know, uh, all the way up to self-fulfillment. I can't run it off the top of my head right now, mm -hmm. I'm nervous. But um, you run it all the way up to self-actualization and then there, that's when you can give back to the community and give back to what we mm -hmm. have going on here. And so, when it talks about like sustainable food and the things that I'm growing is that I'm not growing the abnormal from our diet. I'm growing collard greens. I'm growing, you know, the, uh, like the kales and the lettuces and bell peppers and onions and things that is not introductory. It's the simple, it's the basics to what we already eat. And then from there, like, you know, I have some trial gardens with like different kinds of watermelons, different kinds of eggplant, white, I'm not used to your, you know, your purple kind or burgundy okra instead of green okra to introduce the new flavors and the new, you know, concepts, but it's not outside of African-American, um, you know, food. So it's like, whereas, um, you know, some other places inside of the city or just other farms, it's like, oh, I'm gonna grow like kohlrabi or like, you know, bok choy. And it's like, how are you gonna introduce something for to somebody who, who can't understand what, like, you know, what, or hasn't tasted it yet? So you have to start, So like right now I'm starting with all of the basics, whatever you would need for Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner is what I'm growing. And I know that was a long answer to your question, but yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Like you, you packed it with so much like knowledge and juice. I loved it. Um, I, I especially really resonate with what you're talking about, like planting and having your produce that you're growing that directly reflects the community that not only you're a part of, but that you're serving. I think that's so important. Um, and that's something that was a part of the documentary that we watched, The Invisible Vegan, um, because she was talking about, it's like, um, it's talking about the Black experience in veganism and like going more plant-based and healthy eating and how a lot of times there's that disconnect. Cause like, like you say, like when we go to the store, we read these books or watch these shows, it's like food that we, we don't already eat. It's like people that don't look like us. So I feel like you're tackling both of those by one, being someone that looks like your community that you're serving and then two, growing what they're gonna eat. And so I also feel like you're meeting them where they're at, which is so important. And I feel like with our public health background, that's something we've learned in our training is that like, okay, you're not gonna make people do something that's like totally outside of their comfort zone. Cause like, that's not how like behavior change <laughs> works. Like you're talking yeah. about.
it's like you have to start like okay what do they need they need food but not just any food they need food that like is comforting is part of their culture um and like also the invisible vegan documentary that we watched it was talking about like we don't have to like shame our culture like soul food being like unhealthy and all that stuff like we can reclaim it and make it healthy and grow our own foods on all that stuff what you're talking about and i feel like it's such an alignment and so i loved all that you shared with that. And um, for anyone who's like tuning in, um, I keep mentioning the Invisible Vegan uh, documentary. I can tag it below um, because it's something that has really like pivoted what my sister and I do with Soul Tree um, because it has so many gems in there and it's just a good documentary. Uh, but that's why I keep bringing it up, but I will put the tag in a second. Um, but yeah, so you, um, mention like how why food justice and food equity is so important to you and your work um and so how does community play a role in that the community is everything um overall is that i live here so i need to it starts with inside of my household it's like i need to eat healthy my future children need to eat healthy my neighbor needs to eat healthy their future children need to be the street the community overall the city of sunnyside needs to so um when i think about like like when covid19 happened and it, it, it just like shook up sunnyside it literally um you know at one point where you know there was like 0.5 out of a thousand residents in other affluent communities sunnyside had three out of a thousand residents that had covid and um when i think about that it's like if my neighbors are healthy, if my neighbors are, um, you know, taking care of their diabetes or hypertension and, and getting, you know, quality food and quality things inside of themselves, then we can better combat it um, as a community. So it starts with like my, my side by side, my future and everything going forward. And I think um, the biggest thing is like always remembering that, like, you know, if I ever lose focus or lose sight, it's like I walk out and it's like, it's for us. It's for the people that I see every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's so beautiful. And the, also the fact that you call yourself a community entrepreneur, you're, the land that you have your farm is family owned and so much of what like your roots are is community based. And I feel like that shines through with what you're doing with your platform and your business too, is that community value. And that's something that sultry we also value. Like we're sisters that do our business together. Our parents help at our events and like our main events are in our hometown, which are trying to, you know, like provide these wellness um, events and services for people that look like us that don't have it in other spaces. So yeah, it's definitely like, what you're saying is like what's so important, what we value as well. Um, and yeah, with this pandemic, I feel that like so much has shifted, um, whether we realize it or not. And especially food, like I remember in the beginning of the pandemic, like, you know, how like people were just like wiping out the stores for like all the like non-perishable items and stuff and I remember someone I follow I'm not sure if it was like an herbalist or a farmer but they were sharing that like well well did you look at like the fresh produce parts of the store like that's still there and then also like did you think about going to you know farm stands and all of those things like farmers markets because they were still having you know some type of access to food and so I feel that like 
just in our everyday society, we don't normally think of, oh, let me check out my local farmer or oh, let me go to my farm stand. Um, and I feel like there's that disconnect. Um, so I love that. I personally know you as a farmer, a black woman farmer, um, and I follow a few others, but I know you personally. And I feel like that also changes the narrative. Um, and so with like COVID being like, such a thing that like affects so many people. I know you said that like you've already kind of mentioned how the pandemic has affected your business, but like what are some of the things that like you've learned through this pandemic with having your farm? I think the major thing um, that I learned is is that it's needed. Um, overall, not only just like the actual produce that I will produce, but the actual education of getting it into their own backyard. Um, I think COVID opened a lot of people's eyes when they saw those empty shelves or they saw that like, wait, you know, I can't eat tuna fish and canned food and all of these things. Like, you know, like all of these things, I can't eat that. I, I would love to go to my backyard and be able to pick the things that I, I, I can enjoy in my own home and mm -hmm. I can my family with. So I think um, beyond the produce part, the education of getting like, I sold starter plants for one of my pop-ups, I had vegetable starter plants. And so some families came and got all of their tomatoes and all of their cucumbers and all of these plants to put right into their own backyard garden. Um, so just overall the education and teaching people that, you know, you don't have to depend on the grocery store. You don't have to depend on other things. You can depend on yourself to take care of your family. And then um, like seeing people and talking and listening to them say like, oh, I remember my grandmother, we used to have the best X, Y, and Z, or she had the best okra. I remember she made us pick these green beans. And so really seeing that um, and seeing people, you know, get back into uh, gardening because of COVID, getting back into houseplants, getting back into the earth, because now you're sitting inside. And so it's like, what does my backyard look like? So that has really, mm -hmm. um, I think almost, it's the only reason why I was able to survive and almost create this whole business platform. Because in March, 2020 is where I really took it on full head. Like where I really like started and um, because the need was there. Yeah. So COVID is this. Mm -hmm. um, and I like, I also like that when I see on your platform is that like, like you said, you're not only um, selling the produce that you're growing to people, but you're selling, you know, the starter plants, then they can create their own garden in their own home. And like what we talk about on our platform is like, you know, being self-sustainable, like that's also part of sustainability is like, how are you going to sustain yourself and your family and your own health? And I think growing your own garden is a big part of that if someone does have access to it. And these days, there's so many creative ways to have your own garden. Like I grow a few herbs in my like apartment in the city. Um, so there's different ways to do it. But I love that you're promoting educating others to then like empower themselves to do their own thing with it. Um, Cause that's another like value of us as Soul Treat is like the empowerment part. And mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of what you do is that as well. Um, but with COVID and even before the pandemic, you know, people don't always have access to grow their own things. And so I, we know that you started Greenhouse. And so do you wanna share more about what that is and how that kind of goes into this accessibility aspect? Yeah, so um, the Greenhouse is uh, the mobile retail unit of the Ivy League Farms. It's the mobile action of the farm. And so in March, I um, really, you know, started thinking like, 
these my so a little bit about Sunnyside. Sunnyside has an aging community and a very young community. So it's it's right in between. There's families, but there the higher the higher population is between you know um, single uh, individual single family homes and older. Um, it's like sixty and above. So when I was thinking about going to the grocery store, I was next to you know grandmothers, and I'm looking at the produce, and it's horrible. Like. First of all, you shouldn't be out your house. You already meet the, the demographics for COVID-19. You already meet the things that we, we need you to be inside. But you have to go to the grocery store. And you, this is what you have. So I built the, the greenhouse and I, crowd, what, I crowdfunded for the greenhouse to really get it mobile. Because it's like, I want to meet you at your front door with these fresh produce, these fresh items, so that you don't have to, one, risk yourself and then risk yourself for the bare minimum. So um, the greenhouse is... The mobile the basically the mobile action of the farm and so from there um this first fall produce i will be on the streets and right there at different black owned businesses inside of the neighborhood to really be the mobile grocery store so we have air conditioning we have refrigerator unit that i can bring like those fresh juices and fresh to to the homes of my neighbors because not only do we do we fight the lack of fresh food and vegetables we also have a, a, a population of people who don't have cars. We have a high mm -hmm. population of people who use who rely on public transportation. And now that doesn't sound crazy if you live in a city like DC or New York that has an avid like train system that you mm -hmm. can hop and go. But most people rely on the bus here. There, it's the bus. Yeah. But so outside of the city is like in Pearland, there's the bus stops. So um, a little bit more geographically. So the same street that I live on now is the same street I grew up on in Pearland. So, um, so you think about like a food oasis. You have like the Walmart, Target, all these HEB, um, Sprouts, mm -hmm. all of the major stores right at the end of this road, maybe about th three to four or five miles down the road. Maybe actually, maybe probably like 12, I'm sorry. Um, 12 miles down the road. And um, like you literally can drive and watch the 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 trees the flowers the nice medians literally it dissipates it go it literally goes away and so I, from i grew up it's like here the farm is here and where i'm at is like right here mm -hmm. all on the same street um and so with the mobile retail unit i'm going to be able to bring that to the neighborhood just like that awesome. yeah i love flat like you guys don't understand. Ivy's doing all of this within just one year. <laughs> like all these different <laughs> projects she has started, she's really amazing. And it's so inspiring and motivating to us to see that like you really want to create this change in your community and you're out here doing it. And I didn't mention the beginning, but she's won a few different awards and grants so far. So congratulations again to you and for your crowdfunding. Um, it just shows that, you know, like people also believe in your vision and that it's so necessary and it's this is the time to do it i we really believe that there's like a shift happening that people want to take care of their bodies you know like and if they don't have access and that's great that people like you are creating those opportunities to bring it to them 
um, because that's something that we talk about too as Soul Tree is accessibility is such a big thing for us and uh, for our platform, like being virtual is not helpful for our community because, you know, different people like we connect with you who's in Houston, people in New York, people in California, Florida. Um, so they don't have to come to us to do our wellness thing. So I think that's so beautiful that you're going onto the road to have your mobile um, pop up with um, the different produce that you're growing. Uh, I think that's so awesome. If you guys are in the Houston area, please check out Ivy. At the end, she'll talk about like the different things she has upcoming, but I just have to say it now because she's doing so many awesome things um, and follow her as well. Um, but I know we've been talking a lot about the farm and what you've been doing and the different ways that you're bringing food justice and food equity to your community. Um, but another aspect of sustainability that's really important to us as Soul Tree is sustaining ourselves. So sustaining our mind, body, and soul. Um, our platform is all about like holistic health. So not only like the foods that we're eating, um, but what we're watching, like that kind of things we're consuming, who we're around, uh, what we're doing. So all of that plays a role in our like mental health, physical health, and all of that. So we wanted to ask you, um, like, how, what are some of your ways, some of your favorite ways to sustain yourself? So one of my top way is to really just get outside um, and like really just lay out in the sun. And when I've like had enough like <laughs> of everything, I just lay out. Um, so really getting outside and really getting that fresh air. Um, I play my steel drums outside and I really get with the rhythm and I allow, like, you know, just the feeling to mm -hmm. take over me. Um, I take meditation baths. I light a candle. Mm -hmm. I cry. I scream. Yeah. Right. I talk. Um, and really like having like my groups of friends that um, really you know, I can just devolve myself in. I really love playing the game. We're not really strangers with new people. Mm -hmm. um, and really just like having conversations that really just like dig and allow me to heal it within them. But I think overall, um, sustaining myself is really just like being outside and thinking of myself as a piece of nature. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely. Yes, I love that. There's so many different things that you share that's so great. And um, a lot of those things are similar stuff that we do and that we share on our platform too. And um, I think they're all important. And something that we like to share too is that like, you know, you can pick and choose what you want to do that sustains yourself. And I feel like that's kind of what you were sharing too, is that like, you know, some days you might want to do your meditation bath, other days you might want to be outside and that's okay. And to, to really just listen to your body. Um, and I think it's so great that you're a farmer and you get to be outside with nature all the time. Cause like, you know, I feel like many of us, if we do have jobs where we're like, virtual now we're kind of just like limited to like inside our houses and depending where we live we can go outside and work on the laptop and some of us cannot um so i think that's great that you can just get to be outside you know doing your thing uh, with the plants um and it's also kind of going back to when you were sharing about um for your community um like uh, growing produce that they already know about i think it's also show 
important that you're showing them what it looks like when they plant it. Because um, even just from the videos that you um, post about the different veggies and stuff that you grow, I didn't know that like, you know, okra grew like that or some of the different <laughs> things. And I'm just like, oh, I eat these things. And, you know, we're disconnected from what the foods look like, how they grow, and then into what we eat. And then also that goes into like the seasons, like, you know, of course, you can only grow things at certain seasons, but we're so used to the store having it 24 um, seven. That's something that Janelle of Color Eats talks about too, is like eating with the seasons. But um, that was also something I want to point out is that like, you're not only, you know, giving them the final produce that they're like used to eating, but you can kind of show them what it looks like. Um, Ivy also has like a cow at her farm. So like she's starting to, you know, show the different parts of farming, which I think is so cool too, because um, you know, there's home gardens and stuff, but you have a farm, which is a whole other entity of a thing, which is so great because there's so many different aspects to it. Um, and then she's also been having this pumpkin patch. Um, and I think that's great, too, because then people can come to your farm just as a community source and just as a place to have fun and people can make memories on your farm. And so I think those different aspects that you've already built into your platform I think really just reiterate like how you said community is important and you just want people to have this be a part of their lifestyle. Um, that's another thing that we talk about is like, you know, just doing things in your day-to-day -day life. Um, so I, I love that you have these different aspects of your business and your platform that can like different people will like different parts of it. Like some people will want to get a cedar plant seed starter plant and create their own garden some people they're like i can't do that so they'll just want to show up and you know just pet your little calf <laughs> you know there's like different stuff yes. is really awesome definitely and i it's important i think when creating community reach so many different types it's not like a is monolith the right word i don't know um like it's not just like i only focus on this and i'm only yeah. going to but there's so many just like our people like just in black people there's so many different kinds and different mm -hmm. motivations and different loves that we have for outdoors so you know me playing steel drums resonates with some people while other people resonate with me like you know feeding bottle feeding my calf or talking to my parents or you know um just about the community so definitely just like trying to encompass everything so that you know, it is a true community because no community is, you know, you can't have everyone that bakes bread or, or is a butcher or that does flowers. Like you need, you need absolutely everything when you think about a community. You yeah. need to oh, someone, someone's asking, are you going to have goats too on your farm? So my dad is like, you need to get a goat. You need to get a goat. And I'm <laughs> like, goats bite things. And I'm like, Ugh. but my cow needs a friend. And oh. So I, I'm thinking about getting a goat, um, maybe coming soon. Yes, um, awesome. yes. I had to um, out now. He has to work me up on the goat. Yeah. Um, another part of community that you have set up with your platform is um, what you have called Grocery Run. Do you want to share a little bit more about what that is and how people can get involved? Definitely. So Grocery Run is. Um, is just a mile dedicated to those who live in food desert communities. So the USDA um, 
states that the, the community that have the defines a food desert community as a community where people live more than a mile from the grocery store. Um, and so the grocery run is definitely is a mile that you can donate um, and you get to add into our Nike run club and you, you, you do a mile either a day, a week, a month, or just whatever you're dedicating um, a donation to committing to that one mile. And so hashtag grocery run is something that I hope to eventually turn into like a full walk or full, like, you know, um, 5k or something just big that all the proceeds go back to feeding um, those in the food desert community. And so that's something that you can join via our website. You can go on and it's hashtag grocery run and click it and donate um, and join our Nike run club. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. There's some people in our social community that kind of like running and all that stuff. So I think they would really enjoy that. So I think that's great too. You know, part of like not only eating healthy, but you know, moving our bodies and physical activity is so important. And especially in, you know, the black community to like, you know, try to combat these different um, chronic diseases and stuff that are more prevalent in our communities. Um, I think the run and the the food justice that you're doing is so important um and people don't realize how far you don't realize how far a mile is until you're white walking biking or running it dang like i can't just run to the grocery store like you literally have to go further than this just to get mm -hmm. so it's, it's also an eye-opener and something that i hope to get on like challenges with like um you know big run groups to really just yeah. And, and not just running groups, but biking groups, but just other communities that, whether it's driving a mile, just a mile, just see how far it is just to get a tomato yeah. in your neighborhood. Yeah, I like that you're combining like the awareness aspects with then the action, which is so important because, you know, after people know about this issue and why it's important, then you already give them the action. So that's so great. Um, uh, I'll do the last question and then we can open up for Q&A if people have questions. Um, but for Sultry Sisters, our motto is live vibrant and shine bright. Um, and that's kind of through the different things that we do on our platform, like soul care, sustainability, and sisterhood are different ways that we do that. So we wanted to ask you, Ivy, um, what does living vibrant and shining bright mean to you? It means like showing up as your authentic self, the light that you were given when you were made on this earth and created. Um, so like whether that means like wearing that your hair however you want or living however you want is just showing up and being vibrant and um, walking into your purpose and walking into your light um, and being the light um, for others. Yes, we love that. Yeah, being your authentic self is so important. I think you do that so beautifully on your platform. You'll just be in your gardening overalls and just sharing, you know, like what you're working on. Um, and I feel like the authentic part of it, too, is the transparency and mm -hmm. how you're transparent, not only on your platform, but, you know, through interviews like this that you get to share, you know, where you're at with your business, where, you know, you're um your background like what inspired you and then like how you're continuing to do this work i think that's so great um so yeah thank you so much for sharing all of that i did want to open up if you guys have any questions those of you who are tuned in right now you can either leave them in the comment box on the bottom or in the um chat and then we'll get to them here i have one here 
do you see the question? It says, does Ivy have help and volunteers? Farming is hard work and I can't see the rest, but um, yeah, I guess they're just assuming, do you have people helping you? Yes, yeah, so right now we're just um, family operated. Um, we're figuring out our scale and what that actually means. Farming is hard work. Um, I'm learning um, daily that like it is a lot. So I'm looking at hiring a, um, a farmhand, a lead farmhand. Um, so that is within the works of the next month. And that's something I realized this week actually is like, sis, you can't do this alone. You need help. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, support is so important, especially as entrepreneurs, me and my sister are working through that too. So, you know, just delegate or ask for help. It's okay to get support. Um, oh, and the rest of her thing, which is saying, I'm so inspired and love meeting you, Ivy. Thank you for all your work. You're so welcome. And thank you for the work that you do as well. Mm -hmm. And let's see, we have, okay, we have another question here. Um, so will Ivy Lee Farms be selling non-GMO seeds? Definitely. So that's actually coming in. Ivy Leaf Seed Co. should be launching um, any day now. Um, so I'm finishing up some paperwork with that. And yes, non-GMO seeds and seeds that relate to our community. So mm -hmm. definitely food that we can relate to. Um, I forgot to mention, like, so when, I, when I'm growing these things like collard greens and um, bell peppers and things that are staples inside of our diets that I'm also including recipes that how to cook you differently and how to step away from all the pork bits and try some smoked turkey and you know really get in those flavors and pack in those flavors without the salt mm -hmm. yeah that's so oh I'm so excited for these seeds um yes. we have another question Ooh, this is a good one what's your favorite vegetable Ooh, Ooh my favorite vegetable I think it has to be a bell pepper. Like, honestly, like, bell peppers are so good when you, like, cut them up, put them in spaghetti, and then, like, even crunchy, like, straight off. Like, don't, y'all don't judge me, but sometimes, like, I'll pick and, like, I actually, like, wipe it off and, like, eat it straight from the, um, like, the vine. And that's mm -hmm. Delicious. So I would just say, like, bell peppers because they're so staple. Oh, nice. Yeah, I just recently started eating more bell peppers, but I do like them now, but it's something I didn't really like before. Um, I think mine would be like kale, probably. I really love kale. I eat kale all the time. <laughs> and arugula. I started getting arugula from my farmer's market the last two weeks, and it was really good. And you guys, if you haven't already, if you guys buy your fresh produce from farms and like local like farmers and gardens and stuff it tastes different like you might not like it when you've had it in the store or a restaurant but try it from a local farm and i'm sure you'll love it definitely that's that's the most important thing is like oh you have new experiences with food mm -hmm. when it's fresh or when it's even within your own ecosystem i think um people don't realize like you know we are humans at the end of the day eating in your own ecosystem makes you healthier um when you think about animals you know, they don't leave and go five miles or go, like, you know, oranges from California. I'm not from California. You're in California. That is made for you. That is not yeah. made for me <laughs> as a Texas person born in Texas and born, like, you know, here. Uh, so even though we are humans, it's always better to eat inside of the environment that you live in. Yes, that, make, that makes so much sense. Um, uh, Janelle from Color Eats talks about that a lot. But yeah, like, 
I like how you're talking about like your body and the psychology behind it too. Like that's meant for you. Um, but also like locally, like for carbon emissions and stuff like that, that's also a lot better. Um, we have another question. Ooh, this is a good one too. So what's starting um, a greenhouse for your farm um, and getting your starter plants expensive? Um, so honestly, no, because I was fortunate enough to have a lot of things available already through like the family farm. It really cost us $100 to get everything started. Um, we had old wood from the barn. We had the like the kind of like metal structure was donated from actually my high school. They were going to throw it away. So we just like picked it up and built it. Um, but actually getting it in your backyard, it you can you can start a backyard garden for 15 bucks. So you can create your own greenhouse with um, different tools uh, that I hope to sh I will hope to share soon um, with grow bags and seeds. Seeds are you know one ninety five, and you can have a, a whole row of cucumbers with you know some borrowed dirt. If you ask around, um, mm -hmm. barter with people, and really say, hey, like you know, you can really start it up for cheap. I my dirt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm inspired because my parents in San Diego, they, they just redid the backyard and now they, um, on the side of the yard, they have like a elevated garden bed. And so when I'm back home for the winter, I'm going to be helping my mom kind of plan through what it would be good to be in the different parts of the garden. So I'll probably be hitting you up during that time to be like, oh, what do you think? Um, and also Janelle will be asking her advice too, because she also gardens. But um, yeah, I think it's so great to have access to that in your own home. Even like now my apartment, I just have herbs, like I have basil and sometimes mint if it doesn't die out. Um, yeah. Like, cause that's the stuff that I put in like my infused water that like I'm drinking today and stuff. So a lot of the things that we talk about too, is that like grow the things that you actually are going to eat. So like, if you don't like okra, don't grow okra, you know, like grow like, so like when, when I have my own garden, I want like kale and the stuff that I love eating because that will one be cheaper. And then two, you actually like to eat it. Um, yeah, let's see if we have any other questions. Yeah, tea gardens are really awesome. So I actually just screenshotted something about tea gardens. So I'm hoping mm -hmm. to convert our little um, inside uh, structure into a tea garden. Ooh, that's awesome. So what is inside of a tea garden? So you have like your lemon balms, your chamomile, um, your dried, like just your dried kind of like uh, herbs that you don't necessarily like put on top of your food, but that mm -hmm. you would like. Um, okay. So the biggest thing I would put is like lemon balm and chamomile because those are the teas that I drink. Um, and so I talk with, you know, about what I like. <laughs> and oh, so that's awesome. Cause like my sister and I and my mom love tea. And so that's, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll like think about that when we start planning out how her garden is going to be. Um, okay. Janelle says herbs and roots for teas. Definitely. Um, and if you look on like your favorite tea box, just look on the side and see what's in it. And you mm -hmm. can, all of the things that are inside of that tea. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, let's see. If anyone has any other questions, put it in the comment or the question box. Um, I guess another question I have for you, Ivy, is that, like, what has been something that, like, has surprised you from your, like, as you started this process as becoming um, your having your own farm and now having a platform to share your farm with others? Like, what's something that has, like, been most surprising? I can't believe I resigned. Like, every single day, like, I wake up with no alarm. I'm mm -hmm. like, who really 
resigned. Like, you know, um, you know, we, we went to school and like we, mm-hmm. we think about like, okay, I, 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 in public health, like this is the way I'm going to get a job. I'm going to save the, you know, I'm going to build, I mean, like, you know, build on all these initiatives that the community already has. Or like, you know, we worked at the CDC. Mm-hmm. That is the most pivotal. Like, that's where, that's where people want to work. It's like, that, coming out of college, we worked at the CDC. Yeah. I went to work out the large, one of the hardest hospital systems in Houston. And I was working at the most diverse hospital inside of the city itself. And so, like, that was, like, the pivotal, of, like, public health and epidemiology. It's like, I was there. And... Um, resigning and seeing that there, you can create your own public health initiatives, like you you can create your own public health community that's that's serving and you're seeing and you can get like um, your feet on the ground inside of your own community, like you are public health, like you don't have to look at these big institutions and and see them as like these community health bringers. Now, granted, they do have like purpose and they do have power when you're talking about research and like articles and all the things that you need. And I still like, you know, look back to them, but really like resigning and creating my own community in my own public health um, initiative has really been a lot. Like, and that's like, like, you know, like, wow. Like, you know, like you, yeah. you, you got it. Like we, we, we are told like, you know, K through 12, we're like, we're told and we're like institutionalized, go to college, get a great job and mm-hmm. put your head down and work for the rest of your life. And um, like, I couldn't trade my time for money anymore. Like I needed my time back. And from there, like I, I figured out like, shit, like my bills cost maybe $2,300 a month. Like you gonna have to get it. Like mm-hmm. you take that time that you have and you get it and you make it. Yeah, I, that's just so amazing. Uh, Janelle saying a true leader leading by action and example. Yes, that is definitely what Ivy is. Ever since even her undergrad experience, she was creating communities, creating different platforms to create the action for the communities and for to create the change that she wanted. Um, and yes, like what she's talking about, like public health, like, like I said, I'm in my master's in public health right now. And I go through that, like, back and forth all the time, like, okay, like, I'm studying epidemiology, like, do I want to work in these, you know, institutions or organizations to do XYZ thing, and then I have sultry that I'm like, no, like, I'm doing the work now, Um, but yeah, I'm trying to find that balance, (laughs) but uh, I do love to share and, like, talk with um, other inspiring women like you, Ivy, who are doing the work, because, yeah, like you said, a lot of times when we're younger, we are told to, like, you know, do this, do that, but to see someone doing it who's young, who's inspiring, makes such a difference. Like, even though we're more like peers, you still inspire me and motivate me um, through all the stuff that you're doing. And even when you shared that you were leaving your job, I just was so excited for you. It was more like, okay, this is awesome. She's going to have even more capacity to do her purpose, you know? So I think that's really awesome. Um, oh yes, people are loving when you said, I couldn't trade my time for money. Yes, we gonna make that into a little t-shirt. Um, <laughs> and uh, yes, the most precious commodity is time. Um, Candy is saying, once you lose it, you can never get it back. Yes, so it's so important to use our time and We're having Ivy here today to share what she's doing with her time, but through our conversations that we have on Sultry Sisters platform, we like to bring it back to you all. So those of you watching today, like 
what is something that you can do with your time for your community? Um, and that could be your community, could be yourself, could be, you know, with your friends, with your family. It doesn't have to be this big thing, but that's also something like we have these conversations with awesome leaders, of course, but we also want to bring it back. And uh, you can do these things for yourself too. Definitely. And when you find that thing, everything will literally align. You literally be like, okay, well, it, your purpose literally tells you stand here. Everything yeah. will, like it, it, it's, it's, yeah, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> yeah I all I had to do was stand here. Everything already <laughs> that I've done in the past, everything that my ancestors allowed me to be and everything mm -hmm. that I am just allowed me to stand in this moment completely. And when you find your purpose and when you're in your purpose, literally all you have to do is stand there. Literally. Yeah. It's not something that you have to seek and hard and like, and mm -hmm. push sacrifice for now granted you might have to sacrifice who you were but who you're going to be and who you who you are on your next level it, it's last like I like to tell myself like October 2019 is when I changed to become a, I'm a new person like I left everything back I left all my old thinking and all my old like ways and I really had to like relearn and regrow myself so um if you're in that transition period I would just recommend like you know really assess who you were because you can change. Like yesterday, if you woke up with a bad attitude, today you have a new attitude. Today you like, you know, you can leave all of that, you let it in the back, like the people, the pain, the hurt, like those bags, like, you know? So like my wake up song is like Bag Lady by Erykah Badu. It's like, leave, all, like, don't miss your bus. Like, you know, <laughs> so like, like carrying all that stuff. So like leave it in and, and really just like step into what you want to do. Because mm -hmm. if, if 2020 hasn't taught you anything, it's the ultimate reset. So if, if that job you see, you know, if, if your life, if the people around you aren't what you want to see, it's your time to create it. And once you get there, you literally, all you have to do is breathe and stand. Yes, Ivy is dropping all the gems, y'all. She's preaching. She is telling us that it is for us. And yes, Amarachi says alignment. I'm there now with throwing away the idea. My time is a commodity. Yes, everyone is just feeling all of this. You have just left us with so many gems. Thank you so much for joining us today and being in community with us. I know our sultry community loved it. Um, and I, I, I'm so glad that some of your community got to join in as well. Uh, we do want to give you a moment to share, you know, some upcoming things that you're doing. So feel free to share. Definitely. So um, tomorrow, I actually will be on um, Channel 2 News at 3 p.m. talking about the farm. And it's National Pumpkin Day. So I'll be talking. And on Saturday, Halloween, I will be, I'm partnering with Congresswoman Carolyn Evans Shabazz, and we are doing a drive through trick or treating pumpkin patch. So we'll be right at the community center, and we'll be having our trick or treating fun come through, wear your costume. And there are lots of things that are coming also pretty soon. We'll have Ivy Leaf Seed Co., my outdoors wear line will be out, and I'll have. Um, just a few more uh, articles and things coming out about the farm. So look forward, and I look forward to following with you and connecting with you. If you have any more questions, definitely reach out to the DMs. I do respond to my DMs, and I really appreciate you, Tony, and your sister for having and creating your community because not only is it is it good like to be seen is to be loved, and to create a place for people to be seen means that you're you're showing the ultimate like thing in this world is to love so thank you for creating your community. thank you for having me on i really truly appreciate it 
Thank you. Thank you. Yes, this has been so great. And like I mentioned in the beginning, like although Ivy and I don't talk all the time, it's just great to be in community with her. I know that she's been doing so many great things. So it's been great to reconnect. And I'm so excited to stay connected now with all the things that you're doing. Everyone, please follow Ivy Lee Farms and Ivy on all the other platforms that she has because she's doing some really awesome work. The live it will be um, posted up onto our IGTV. So even if they missed the live um, talk, they can watch the replay. So that's going to be really awesome. Um, so yeah, thank you all. Um, next Sunday, we have our, you know, weekly sultry hangouts. And we'll be talking with Tracy McCorder from Buy Any Green, which is really exciting because my sister and I just finished the vegan challenge with Tracy. So we're super excited to have her on as a guest speaker. Um, and Tracy is also has her master's in public health. So it'll be another public health black woman talking about awesome things that we're doing for our community so stay tuned everyone you know stay rested take care of yourself uh, with the seasons changing and everything you know make sure you're doing what you need to adjust and to take care of your mind body and spirit but we'll see you all next week bye Ivy. bye thank you bye. of course